Hello and welcome to From the Grandstands. I'm Potterman, your host. I'm joined by Torben. And only Torben because Adley sadly is not here uh, this week, but I'm sure that he will be with us next week. Uh, so we will talk about stuff that happened this week in F1. And well, uh, I think that it would be good to start with uh, our beloved uh, technical chief for one of the teams uh, that got, I think he got sacked. So, uh, Paddy Lowe uh, took a break, uh, took a break, uh, well, literally a week before season started. So, uh, that's nothing good for Williams. He just got, I don't know, uh, he maybe got fired. Uh, he maybe just uh, needed some some break, but I like to think about it in in the way that maybe it was a bigger plan. Maybe someone else was already working on that car, and Paddy Law was maybe a public figure uh, to not I don't know to to just keep the good uh, PR of the team. But I think that's very uh, unlikely that this is the correct scenario. And well, I must say that uh, you had a good guess on this one last week, because last week you said that uh, if you were in charge of the Williams team, you would sack uh, Claire and, and Paddy Lowe. And well, Paddy is already sacked, I think. What do you think about it? It's just... Well, you had a good guess, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I just have insight. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, no. who knows? <laughs> no, I don't. But um, the writing was on the wall, to be honest. Um, 2017, the car was meh. 2018, the car was absolute trash. 2019, the car was trash that got taken out of a trash can and thrown in again. So... Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a little bit proud of myself, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I I don't think um, that Claire Williams is going to be in charge in two years. But um, I thought that um, after 2017, so maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. But um, <laughs> I guess... Yeah, we will see needs about to that. Mm -hmm. And well, because we are already on, on the Williams topic, uh, they had an illegal car <laughs> on the testing, and it was surprising for me. Uh, so they are now making changes uh, to ensure that the car is uh, legal, uh, that it fits the, the regulations, but you know, it's another setback for them. and. It's it's really close to the beginning of the season, and you know the whole controversy and, and this uh, this thing with with party that is going on right now. It is not really looking bright for them, and you know we can say many things about uh, their lineup or or how they are changing, but it's all uh, deep. Uh, in that uh, crisis, in that organi uh, organization, organizing, 
how can I say that uh, that crisis, their internal crisis, that they are just currently witnessing, and it's nowhere near end, in my opinion. It's just it's at the worst at the moment, I think. And this season can be, you know, it can go either way. It can be better, but it looks like it's going to be worse. And especially uh, with that car, it not not being ready yet, I think. I heard no reports of, of the car being legal or something like that, so it's really grim for them. Well, I didn't hear any reports that the car was illegal in the first place, but um, and I didn't get the news that the car was illegal, but um, come on, really? It's, it's unlikely that the car will get any worse, but um, that's what I thought at the end of 2018, so <laughs> I really have to watch out what I am thinking most of the time, because I get proven wrong, so... <laughs> And honestly, I don't really care. I feel like they're just becoming a little bit of a joke by now. Because I, I think I read the news a couple of years ago that um, um, teams were complaining that mana were too short, uh, too, too short, no, too slow for the grid that they will hold them up because they went, yeah, I don't know, slower than the Mercedes backwards. Um, at the time, so I feel like Williams may just not witness the 2021 regulations anymore because, yeah, they have no money, they have Russell, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name um, of the driver <laughs> to not start the writing. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I, I didn't... Uh... I didn't buy his, his biography yet, so I, I will not uh, spam with any insights yet. So. Yeah, no. Uh, Kubica is crippled, and I don't see him sticking around in an uncompetitive Williams. Yeah, the story is there, but um, I just don't know what, what comes next for Williams. The management is shit, the car is shit, the drivers are all right, I guess. Still the worst on the grid, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Well, Russell has potential, and when it comes to Kubica, it's really uh, unknown. Really, I, I, well, I must say that <laughs> I, I believe him. That when he says that he is capable of doing so, but you know, he needs to show it in the first place. So hmm. we, we really don't know uh, about it anything. Really. Well, I'm just wondering if he just is able physically. Um, to do a Singapore race night, uh, very hot, and I don't well, know I, if that might I be think too that he is, Well, when we look at WRC, uh, the things that he did in this car, uh, in the same condition, in well, technically worse condition because he was it was way way uh, earlier than the F1. He has the pace and he has the right mentality and I think that, well, he said that uh, himself and Claire said that and some other people said that as well, that if he would not be ready to endure these circumstances, he would not be in that car. So I think that in F1 uh, the first thing is that you have to 
you have to be ready for this, uh, you know, these conditions. And even Sirotkin, who was shit, he still uh, like was ready for the for these conditions. So I think that he's prepped, not in the uh, the best way because obviously the test was where I think were bad, really bad. It's for Williams. It was. Well, it was just shit for them, and I think that he's ready for this, but he must show that he is really back at it, and uh, he's, you know, yeah. that he's capable of doing so. I strongly disagree, because we <coughs> need um, to be sure that um his body does not break down in a race like this because yeah you you came up with the wrc but he had two arms wasn't crippled and uh what when he raced in wrc2 he was crippled already it was it, it was uh pretty much uh mid-road uh, after the accident and before the return to F1 and he won WRC 2 championship. No, that, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, so, so yeah, it's, you know, not many people know about this because uh, not many people are just following him. And you know, when I, uh, when I uh, was saying that I seen that the things that he was doing in WRC, uh, when he was crippled, uh, I think that compared to WRC, F1 is uh, pretty much a walk in the park, because WRC is just this raw, uh, you know, the car is going everywhere and you have to be absolutely on point uh, when it comes to, to steering and everything, just the input must be so uh, so precise, whereas in F1, well nowadays the car almost uh, drives for you and if you've seen that Ferrari their car is just so great when it comes to uh, you know just the whole uh, steering it's really good for the driver yeah but um, he also got older and I don't know we have to see out um, Bahrain um, that's the first real test for me. Yeah, Monaco as well. Yeah, true. And yeah, tracks like Baku are very easy. Albert Park, I guess he won't run into problems there either. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, but we have to wait and see. Yeah, it all comes down to, to, yeah. to him really. And we will see about this. And, well, I've seen the reports, uh, and it is most likely going to happen. Uh, and I don't know if, if it's good change or not, because it's only one point, but uh, the FIA are just willing to, uh, to give points for fastest laps in the race. Uh, but I think that is only if you are in top 10. So, I don't know, the additional point, if you are the fastest, 
does it really matter that much? I don't think so. It's just one point, and compared to that, the winner uh, gets 25, it's not much really. It isn't, but if it's really for the top 10 only, I just really have to ask, are you stupid, FIA? Because you, you're crying all the time, you're Formula 1 and Formula 1.5, and then you just give out points to the point for the first lap to the top 10, but what's the point of it in the first place? Because I guess Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, Renault, they won't be bothered to put on other tires and get that one point because it wouldn't... Yeah, sure, if you do it all the races, it might make a difference. Mm -hmm. But um, come on, just give Williams, give Racing Point the chance to keep up with Renault, for example. I, I'm just thinking that they're force um, this year. And yeah, I, I don't see the logic because, yeah... <laughs> I'm not gonna say Williams is gonna be able to put out the fastest lap, but um... no, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. But it's also just um, the idea behind it is great, but um, don't restrict it to the top ten because that's just stupid. And you know, uh, the other idea that uh, came from FIA this week. Uh, that I've seen, it's that they are making a push uh, for spec gearboxes uh, for the period of 2021 to 2024 and their logic behind this is that they, well they were saying about fire extinguishers, like uh, if the team has the resources and money to do so they will make their firing extinguisher just a little lighter to be faster than the other team. And their logic is completely contradictory to what the F1 is about. F1 is all about that technological edge and that that race, really, with, with technology, with the cars, and, you know, seeing who is the best to maybe avoid the rules or just bend them a little uh, like Red Bull does with, with their aero thing uh, you know, every year and, and well, I don't know, it's just so stupid because they want uh, they were saying that they want the uh, gap between the cars to be, uh, you know, smaller uh, that they want to have that they don't want to have that Division 1 and Division 2 that is currently formed but I think it's going too much uh, to the indie front right now. They, I think that they want to make another indie out of Formula 1. And that's not good, because we're, they have Formula 2 when the car is pretty much specced. But I don't see this coming to the F1 that, that, that easily. It's, it's really... Uh, it can really ruin the sport for me. Yeah, but um, it was the same discussion with the Halo, and now people aren't crying about that anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, Halo was safety and aesthetic, but this FIA, what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I 
I'm really wondering because I remember people saying in interviews, Formula One is the pinnacle when it comes to engineering. And Liberty and FOM are just apparently thinking, hmm, let's take that away and just make Formula One and Formula Two the same thing. Honestly, fuck off. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's the point of Formula One and new technology with the new 2021 regulations anyway? They can't, they can't even get the regulations through. So now they... Oh, I just make Alonso FIA boss and let him do maximum penalties or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but um, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm just re getting really ranty right now. I, I'm. Yeah, I, I it just it just annoys me because it's such a stupid drool. Mm -hmm. I mean, point for the fast lap I can get, but um, I, just explain me why why are you doing this? Maybe they just saying, oh, let's reduce costs. Oh, a big difference in money anyway. Yeah, so why just don't you do like spec front wings or rear wings? I don't know. I really don't care. Well, they, they kind of did that with the front wings this year. Yeah, but um, I mean, just like hell, even Williams are able to develop their own gearbox. So, yeah. if Williams, who got zero money and zero IQ in developing, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to because it's just, I don't, I can't say anything right now yeah, because I'm gonna go on a real rant then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I will just uh, find this uh, for you. Mm, about their uh, mindset about this. Uh, I need to find that article though. So, well, yeah, so uh, they said that uh, the aim of single source supply to is to retain current levels of F1 gear charge performance uh, for our cars as at a much reduced cost, uh, cost for, uh, for the competitors, uh, while also removing the requirement for teams to design or source their own gearboxes. And yeah, it's just the unit can be carried over between seasons, so removing the need for costly continual performance development and you know it's I, I, I don't know and uh, uh, the FIA says that the new gearboxes will be similar to current models although there will be a move from the current 8 gears to 7 so uh, that's that and well I, I, I don't know it's Oh, this is... Yeah, it's it's really it's really stupid when you ask me because, like you said, the F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport and it is 
that pinnacle since uh, 1950s. And now they are trying to take this away from that sport. And you know, the F1 was always about that innovation. You know, I've seen some really strange and bizarre uh, constructions, like six wheels or just like a huge exhaust on one of the cars. And you know, it was fun to, to, to see that. Or just the fact that uh, Braun was able to just come and absolutely smash anyone because they did the, the best job on that season and you know now it's just starting to fade away and well maybe it's not that relevant but uh, Kubica said <laughs> of course uh, he said that you know the F1 that he's returning now uh, that the sport that he's returning to is very very much different than uh, the last time that he raced in so you know, it's just the span of eight years. Uh, it just shows how much can change in F1, and it's I don't know. It's for me, it's it's uh, going to be worse. But we will see about that. You know, everyone was complaining about the halo, uh, and but yeah, at the same time, it was safety. So it was uh, naturally it was higher priority. Uh, than uh, you know technology stuff because without safety uh, th there would be no drivers because everyone would be dead so that's that you summed it up pretty nicely what the issue is in current formula one they want to change the fucking regulations all year and cry about high costs mm -hmm. my gosh this is yeah why are you laughing because it's funny to me like well i i didn't grow up with formula one uh, per se but i i watched it for more than 10 years now and and you know it's, it's funny because i i think that this may be going away and it's sad because i really uh, wanted to watch uh, Formula One for I don't know 100 years when it would be uh, 2050 or something like that. But yeah, at the same time, it's just too much politics involved, and you know the Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, uh, Renault, we see this all around, and they just have the money and you know the resources to do so, and. You know, something is just building up in me right now, and it's gonna explode. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Ferrari's, Mercedes, or Red Bull's fault. Yeah, because yeah, the FIA just don't have the balls to say no, the regulation is thick like that for five years. I mean, Force India, they were bankrupt. They missed preseason testing a couple of years ago. <sighs> and then they're crying because they lose teams on the grid when they change the fucking regulations and development costs. Yeah, and, and, and <sighs> you can see you can see it's it's the same uh, this year with Williams because they, no, they Williams changed the regulations. In general, this has nothing to do with Williams. Williams is just a bunch of losers yeah. who can't get shit done. Claire Williams is just 
carrying around her babies or whatever and left her lady balls and I don't know grow for something <laughs> she just doesn't have any yeah. balls to stand up and uh, I hate her I hate the fucking FIA right now they were pushing to for so much good things the last year and now they're turning up with this shit oh, I just don't get it did aliens um, I don't know catch Ross Braun and send a clone there because he's just basically a puppet of I have John Todd or however this French baguette is called who leads the FIA my lord it's just so ridiculous what they're doing and they I mean they didn't do much to keep manner on the grid. They they let Caterham down, and then they're crying because there's not enough teams. Uh, maybe, maybe we should just stomp the FIA and FOM and Liberty, and I don't know. Oh, put guys who have actually ideas and innovate innovation, but also. FIA just doesn't have common sense anymore, I guess. Man, I I absolutely suck at math. And I still know that if we need to develop things new every year, it's just gonna get very expensive. And we have to produce parts, which are gonna be very expensive. Why just don't you stick to your fucking regulations? I mean, they changed the rules 2016, 17, 18, yet now 19. Maybe 2020 is just gonna be put, I don't know, uh, airplane wings on the car and let them fly around. I, I, this is just stupid. It's just stupid. The gearboxes are stupid. Just let Formula 1 develop on its own and just... Oh, it's just... It's just... Uh, I don't... Sean Bridges can just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just really going on a rant. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know, it it really shows that uh, there is something lacking right now. And it's common sense. It's brain which is yes, lacking. Yes. Nothing else. <laughs> You know, same with Williams, same with FIA, and... Uh... Don't get me started on Williams again, please. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week turned out to be pretty ranty, but I think that's... It's nice, in a sense. <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> sound so funny on the recording. <laughs> I, I don't think that's really that it's fun. It's funny to me because I'm I'm right uh, right beside right now. But I think that uh, we really pinpointed the the flaws uh, with with the current F one and you know nobody will care about us. But uh, I think that there is a shift and that the movement that is going to maybe influence it uh, in in some way. Maybe fans will stop coming to the races, or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, there aren't gonna be races where fans are Germany, England, Italy. All these races are gone, because FIA focus on problems that do not exist, and want to go, I don't know, where China, and I don't know, what, Uganda? 
It's just another thing that winds me up so freaking much. They just... Hockenheim wouldn't be here this year without Mercedes. Because FIA are just stupid. England is not gonna be there in 2020. Mexico, not gonna be there. And now we're gonna go to Vietnam. Uh, it's good to explore new markets. But then I hear this Chase Carey with his fucking mustache, who has more IQ than him, apparently, and coming out and saying, hey, let's just do 25 races in some shitty countries where nobody cares about Formula 1. Hmm, we can explore new markets. Yeah. Let's yeah, just but, leave but, old know, markets at the same time, out. No, it's, you shut up now. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry for that. No, no, go on, go on. <laughs> Monza is the heart of Formula One. Silverstone is the soul of Formula One. And this mustache wearing fucking American thinks it's a good idea to let Silverstone run out, let Mexico run out. Hmm, Mexico is one of the most attended races. Hmm, we have a good crowd there. Ah, whatever, we have some Chinese people who got money. <sighs> oh, oh, look, Dubai is calling. They have some nice oil money for us. Let's just go there and leave Hockenheim. Hmm, can you see the issue there? Because nobody's gonna watch from no one there. Oh, we have no ticket income. Hmm, what are we gonna do? Hmm, let's just push the fee for hosting a front race to the sky so nobody in Europe can host it and we can just go to Asia and Africa where all the money is because we're Americans and we're stupid and we eat burgers and we love <laughs> coke that's I, I, I mean Ross Braun still has some sense left but he can't do shit and liberty I mean I really wasn't good with that what Ecclestone did but he had an idea what he was doing mm -hmm. you yeah. clearly haven't now and, I'm and, done and you know <laughs> uh, you can just uh, see um, the, the lacking it's lacking because what money does Vietnam have to host the F1 race in the first place and yeah, I know. And, and you know it, 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 it is a known fact that almost no one attends the Grand Prix in China, for example, because people are are not really interested in F1 there. And, you know, they, they try to push for the, I don't know, maybe second Grand Prix in China. And, you know, it's I think that it's mostly for that government money or something like that. I, I don't know uh, that much how the, the, the track deals work. But... Yeah, they are losing this this top spots that earn uh, revenue because they are so good. Like like you said, uh, Mexico, when when the stands are full and and you know everyone is cheering and it's nice place to, to race on, it's it's really making that revenue. But I, I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's uh, really uh, unknown for me too why they are doing this. I can tell you, because FIA, 
uh, no, not FIA, sorry. Liberty Media uses use F1 as a fucking cash grab and they can fuck off and sell F1 to someone who cares about it. You see, I don't like the race or crowds in many races because they're too small. But, um, I mean, they lose all connection to the fans when they're going to fucking Vietnam. Yeah. And maybe we have a North Korean race in three years if Kim Jong-un just gives them money. <laughs> but literally, you can take that money and stick it up your fucking ass. Because I want my races in Monza, Silverstone, Hockenheim, France. And if you use F1 as a cash grab, you can fuck off and sell it back to Ecclestone's daughter or something. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I could just uh, uh, go for the Hockenheim Grand Prix this year or Hungary, but if I imagine that next year this is not going to be here, they just lose all the ticket revenue for me, from me, because, well, I don't have the, the, the capability to, for example, fly uh, to Belgium or England to just uh, watch uh, Grand Prix and you know England is not even going to be there <laughs> in, in the next year it, you know it just shows that it's I don't know that they are going to this uh, remote uh, not maybe third world but you know other locations that are not really uh, so known and I don't think that in Asia F1 is so big market right now and I think it's not going to be because it's so I don't know the whole sport is so European it's so American and I think it's not going to appeal to these people and it shows because on the Chinese Grand Prix grandstands are not empty but they are not fully there yep and honestly I just don't really know where Liberty is pushing F1 standardizing things <laughs> eating up my let's just say calmness with stupid ideas <laughs> annoying the teams put in which they put 25 races on the calendar which just isn't logical when they say they want to reduce costs and I just really have to call myself down to not start a rant again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like I feel like I just have taken up twenty minutes just screaming at my computer screen. <laughs> but... Yeah, but you know, it, it's good in a way. And I think that if there is one thing that we learned from this week, uh, this week's podcast, because I think that we will uh, end this uh, pretty much in a minute that you know we need to keep an eye on, on liberty and the things that they will do in this season but i think that i think that's uh you know the one thing that we should be cheering about right now is that there is only week one week left and we got australia and you know we can just sit back enjoy f1 as it is right now you can watch this and you know be grateful because it is still there. It may not be here in three years, so we must enjoy it uh, while we can. <laughs> yeah. Really, because they can ruin it in no time. 
they're doing a great job at it though. Uh, we will see about it. So, I guess that uh, we will end this episode of podcast right now. Uh, so, see you next week, I guess, when we will have a uh, full crew. Uh, I at least hope so. So, I was Potterman, or Daniel. I don't know why I spoke my nickname here. I was Daniel, uh, with uh, Torben, as always. We are from the Grandstands, and... See you next week. Goodbye.